actor, author, certified life coach, encourager, family man, dynamic inspirational speaker, and so much more. Welcome to my podcast, Get Your Positivity with Harold Keith. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Get Your Positivity with Harold Keith. Today, we are discussing women in real estate with a few good friends of mine. We have the Diamond Realtors, clients of mine, but powerhouses in their own right. We have Maria Lewis, powerhouse. And then we have Michelle Phillips, another, yep, I'm going to say it, powerhouse. These women are in real estate and are on fire. Why these women? Because they are doing their thing. They are taking real estate by storm. No, they're not on reality TV. No, they may not be in newspapers, but they are making records and their bosses in their own right. They've taken an opportunity and have truly maximized it. When I tell you these women are some incredible women with some incredible knowledge that you must hear, whether you're in real estate, trying to get in real estate, or just need to hear some life lessons within this message, they are here to serve. And I'm excited about it. So without any further ado, I would like to welcome our guests, uh, once again, the Diamond Realtors, Latanya and Vielka, as well as Maria Lewis, and last but definitely not least, Michelle Phillips. I know I have my boss ladies in the building, so I want them to be able to introduce themselves. You know how we do it here. I want people to tell you who they are so you can see why I've had them here so that you don't just rely on my word, even though I do have a good word. I'm just saying, just putting it out there. But first up, the Diamond Realtors. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what this is all about. Y'all sound fancy. It says Diamond. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yes. Yeah, so this is LaTanya Thurgood, one half of the Diamond Realtors, representing the two up, two down, Virginia, for those who aren't familiar, uh, based in the Woodbridge area. But truthfully, we dominate the entire Virginia um, so I have the privilege and honor of being on a team and serving with my sister. And we'll tell you probably a little bit about that story later. My sister, Vielka. So I'm going to let her introduce herself. Good morning, everyone. My name is Vielka, and I'm the other half of the Diamond Realtors. Been doing real estate for a long, 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 long time. 
but it's never been more fun than when I started working with my sister. And like she said, we'll talk about that a little later. Hold up, hold up. We are, what? hold up. Y'all keep trying to do this whole, let's talk about this a little later. I want to know about the Diamond Realtors right now. So tell me, <laughs> sister, sister, how did this go down? It's two women coming together to make something happen in the Virginia area. So how did this happen? Before I bring on my other guests, I want to know why sister, sister. <laughs> doing all right so basically what had happened was i was married to bioka's husband's brother and uh, um yeah so when that didn't work out and the law changed she was my sister-in-law we just dropped the law and we kept the sisters and we joined forces and we both like to bling so it just made sense that we would be the diamond realtors because we sparkle and shine in everything we do. Yeah, I'm with it. At first, it sounded a little Jerry Springer-like, but it, it, it came together. It, it, came, it came together. I, I'm excited about that. I didn't know if I had to hit the explicit button early, but we're good. We're good. All right. So thank you so much for being on. Let's come on with Maria. Maria, Maria. Okay, I'm not a singer. I'm going to stop. I want people to listen. Maria, tell us a little bit about you. Well... I'm Maria Lewis, and I'm licensed in Maryland, D.C., Virginia, and North Carolina. Um, I'm going into my fourth year in real estate, and yeah, I, I love what I do. It wasn't anything that I ever expected to do, um, but I'm here, and I love it. So let me tell you guys a little bit about Maria, okay? She's trying to downplay some things right now, but you know, she's the model. She used to be like overseas. Okay, I don't know if that's really the truth. But Maria got it going on. I'm just saying. All these ladies got it going on. And I'm going to bring on our last guest to introduce a little bit about who she is. And her name is Michelle. <laughs> not the one from Destiny's Child, okay? She's a Beyonce in her own right. So, Michelle. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Michelle Phillips. I am licensed in Pennsylvania and Delaware. So I handle uh, Philly and most of the surrounding counties and then also Newcastle County in Delaware. I have been licensed for seven years and um, I run my own team. I have the Michelle Phillips team. I'm the CEO of Michelle Phillips team. Well, okay, she fancy. I had to put my pinky up and drink my water because I don't have any tea. Because she said, oh, my, oh, yeah, I, this is what this is about. They are women in real estate, but there's so much more. They are mothers. They are sisters. They are daughters. They are friends. They are people I can call on whenever I need them. And it, this can go so far because sometimes I don't talk to some of these women for like months. But the minute I slide up on them, send that text message, they are answering and they're not like, where you been? It's more so, how you been? So you need good people like that in your life. And especially when you're dealing with someone who want to get you a home or sell your home, you want to build that relationship with them. And these are women who truly set the standard of excellence. So I'm glad to have them on today. question I'm going to ask these ladies is why real estate? Why real estate? So Maria, why real estate? What made you say, I'm going to stop being this fancy model and go into real estate? 
you're hilarious, first of all. Um, my story is a little different. Um, I was really not interested in doing real estate at all. Um, didn't want anything to do with it. Um, my, my husband and I were separated for some time and he dabbled in it. So when he tried to bring up real estate, I'm like, no, that's what you and your little girlfriends did. I'm not, I don't want any part of it. So um, one day, literally, I woke up with a clear word from God that I had to get my license, that I was going to do this. I was going to sell our house and buy our new one. And within two weeks, I passed my, I finished my pre-licensing. The third week, I passed my national and state exam. Um, Signed up with Keller Williams um, on, what, week four. And um, within three months, I had a license in Maryland and D.C. And it's just been crazy how God has directed this whole thing. But every time I've let fear get in my way, God's reminded me that I didn't want this in the first place. So what do Mm. I have to lose? Mm. So it keeps me going. That was that. That was okay. <laughs> Y'all about to take me to church today, though. No, that was good. That was really good. So let me bring on the diamond real realtors. Why? Real okay, estate? real estate just fell in my lap. Um, I was a business owner doing something else, and I lost the passion for the product. And I started thinking, uh, well, what can I do? I don't like working a nine to five job. And then a friend of mine, she um, invited me to come into the office to help her out. And I found that I had no fear. So within no time, I had her like three or five, three to five listings. So I'm like, you know, this is something I could do. And she's been trying to push me to do it anyways. So I did just like the young lady before said, I went, I took my, my um, classes. I took my exam, passed that, and became a realtor with no fear. Um, upon doing real estate for the first year, um, was voted rookie of the year because I took on everyone that no one wanted to work with. And I found that I love it. I love the uh, I love the outcome of when you work with someone and you get them from point A to point B, meaning from non-owner to owner, especially those that thought that they they could never buy a home. And for me, that's my why, real estate. Well, okay. Well, as for me, what happened was I was working a nine to five and they decided they wanted to uh, eliminate my position. Clutch my pearls, I had been there nine and a half years. Um, and I said, okay, God, mm. well, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he said, real estate. I said, oh, okay. That's easy because I was somewhat familiar with real estate. Um, had a background on the finance side. So I was like, oh, that's easy. I could transition back into that. He said, oh, no. You're going to the front to be a real estate agent. Clutch my pearls again because this is totally foreign to me. So I signed up for the class and uh, went through the class for a few weeks and took the test. Now, I'm not a genius like the other ladies on the line. Uh, I did not pass it the first time. I didn't pass it the second time. But I did not quit. And on the third time, I passed it. 
So I've been a licensed realtor for two years now, and I love it. I, I believe that God closed that door to have me walk in what he knew I could do pretty much with my eyes closed. And I'm, I'm so thankful for that closed door. They say all the time, actually, when one door closes, another one opens. But what they miss is when one door that God mm -hmm. closes, <laughs> closes, then there's an elevation with another door and it's going to be so far and it's going to be so scary. But that doesn't mean that you're not meant to be in the room. Sometimes God will call you to enter rooms that everyone else will not see you qualified to be in. And that is what real estate really is about. There. God is using you to show people a better life, show people what they deserve to have because of what they've sold over their years in life and because they've been obedient. And oftentimes people want to rent for long term because they're afraid of what the next step may be. They're afraid of rejection. But when you have some ladies like you who are fearless, some ladies like you who do not quit, you will show a whole nother world to the blind eye so with that being said <laughs> i purchased my first home fell in love with the process and then years later i sold my first home and was in love with that process as well and i just had this moment one day that said this is it this is what you're supposed to do and i have a similar story to maria as well that it was very quick. Um, I'm aging myself a little bit because what happened at the time is I convinced myself that maybe I should start off as an assistant or I should start off some other way. So newspapers were still the thing in terms of looking for employment. So I went to the newspaper and I see that Keller Williams is looking for realtors. And I said, well, I'll contact them and see if they're looking for assistance or something. And they invited me to a class. And they said, you know, this is a four-week class. You can come. You can learn everything it is to know about being a realtor. And then you can apply for the position. And I said, well, I don't have a license. And they're like, well, get a license. So I went to the class. And then I would go to this class every day during the day. And then I would leave the class. And I would go to my nine to five. And then I started real estate school. And I completed real estate school at my nine to five. I did online classes while I was at work for three and a half weeks. I finished I took the test. I did pass the national test the first time. The state part I missed by one question. So I had to retake it and I passed the second time. And I've been a realtor ever since. Six months later, I left my nine to five and I've been full time ever since. Your stories are so inspiring. Just hearing Maria, you had to overcome just some not so great experiences that you had to encounter to get to this place and even Vielka and Latanya you guys had to be well Latanya you had to be forced out and then you were challenged on that but you still remained strong in that Vielka you just kind of fell in your lap but you were obedient to the process and Michelle you learned so much and loved the process because that was a glimpse into where you should be and where you needed to be. Because one thing I'm identifying on this line is none of us are nine to five type of people. And that is okay because we weren't born to necessarily be nine to five. The nine to five will teach you. It will enhance you. And I'm not saying, you know, some people love nine to five. Do your thing, clock in, get your lunch, clock out and do your thing because some people just love that but I know for these ladies and for myself as well that was not the story and one thing that I heard as a common theme 
for why real estate is because God told you to do so. And you made the decision to listen to God, no matter where you were at the time, no matter how many tests you had to take, no matter who was in your ear, no matter what the circumstances were, you still were obedient and made a move to the point where now you're just loving what you're doing and you're not even thinking about a nine to five. So that is an amazing thing. And with that being said, I know you all have mentioned taking these tests and whatnot. And I'm pretty sure it might be different from state to state. I'm not sure you guys are educating me today. Um, I don't have <laughs> newspapers to go to, Michelle, but that, you know, kids need to hear that. People need to hear that newspapers did exist and they still do. People still do get newspapers. So it's still around. So you didn't really go there. But but yes, so I want to talk a little bit about like the process of getting in because I know I heard exams and I'm just going to take a few people on this because I'm pretty sure it's a, a, a common theme. With that being said, um, let me go with the Diamond Realtors on this just because I know you two had two different kind of <laughs> experiences when it came to the process. So can we talk about the process? Like, how does that go? What do I have to do? Like, do I just look up? I want to be a realtor and see who pops up and I just show up at their office and say, hey, I'm here. Um, what do I need to do? Like, do I just go online and whatever? Do I just create my own LLC? Because I know you guys are bosses or, or inks or whatever. What is the process if somebody wants to get into real estate? Well, first of all, you have to go to school, whether it be two weeks like I did. I did the crash course and it was during the sniper time. So I'm like, sniper, you can get into my way. I got to get this <laughs> license. You know, I, sometimes I would stay in my car because I saw a white truck sitting outside, but I went to class. You weren't allowed to miss not one hour. You go to school, you pass the test in school. Then after that, you have to go and pass a national and, and state test. Uh, once you've done that, it hasn't stopped yet. Then you have to go get your, your licenses. You get your license, you get your keys, sign up depending on the area that you're in you have to sign up with a real estate board because i know like in the 757 you don't have most of the time you don't have a board you're just an agent so here we have to sign up with a board and then you find yourself a firm to work in or you start your own it depends on you but you find a place to work and you do the job that god has set out for you to do Okay. You know what? You mentioned something that I think was good. Um, Maria, I know you said your license in North Carolina. What was the process for North Carolina? Well, fortunately, right now, it's a lot easier process for um, people. The online options are much better than they were. So for North Carolina, um, it was a means to an end. I have family in the 757 um, as well. So I, um, I was signing up with a brokerage in Virginia, um, but I didn't know because in Maryland, so every state has different rules. In Maryland, you can have two different brokers. In Virginia, you can't unless you are a broker. So I, in order to have access to the system in Virginia Beach, I went ahead and got my North Carolina license just so that I could have a broker with access is just a roundabout way i don't really work in north carolina um but i can um so it was 100 percent online um and because you get reciprocity from the other states um i didn't have to retake the national exam so you only take the national exam once and then you take the state exam for your 
license in the new states. Um, because of COVID, there was no exam. So technically, I just paid to be a North Carolina broker. Oh, okay. Well, and Michelle, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Philly and Delaware. Is the process yeah, so, similar well, or? It, it is now. So when I was licensed in Pennsylvania, um, I did the same. I actually did online courses. I went to Temple University Real Estate Institute. I did online courses, self-paced, um, no Zoom calls or anything back then. And same, I tested national and state. And then I believe one year later or maybe two years later, I went to Delaware to get licensed. At the time, Delaware did not have online courses. So I had to sit through a super boring law class for probably eight weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. And then I took the Delaware state test and was licensed in Delaware. And same as Maria mentioned, once you take the national um, you don't have to take it again. So I just had to take the state exam for Delaware, pass that on the first time, and I was licensed there. To my knowledge, um, Delaware now has online courses, so you don't have to go in person anymore to get licensed there. And especially because of COVID, so many, uh, most states are doing online courses right now, or at least doing um, Zoom calls for, for class now. All right. So anybody who's interested in that, of course, you hear there are some differences within the states, but there are also a lot of similarities. So just do your research and you'll land where you need to be. So with real estate, I know for me, I'm a people person. Not everybody's a people person, but then again, sometimes I'm not. Let me just take that back. It depends on my mood. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. But for the most part, I am a people's person. And I know to be in real estate, especially an agent showing houses and all of that, you have to really talk to people. And then you also have to find that confidence. Like I'll be sitting there thinking about what I'm going to wear, make sure I look good, all that good stuff prior to doing anything. So I want to ask, what was your biggest fear in taking on this journey in real estate? Let's start with Michelle. I am not... I think I'm an introvert. So I am pretty comfortable once I get to know people, I open up. But in the beginning, I can be very shy. So I was very concerned about how I would get clients and, you know, be confident. And what I learned is once I had the education, because the education will go far beyond real estate school, like real estate school, honestly, teaches you the law and how not to lose your license and how not to go to prison. It does not teach you how to be a good realtor. It does not teach you how to write contracts, negotiate or anything. So I continued education after I was licensed, right? Really hard for, I was in classes regularly. And the more I knew and the more I became educated and the more I was able to speak to it. And I got that feedback from my clients about like, oh, how much you know and how much you know is kind of like, oh, now I want to share it with everybody. So now I want to go talk to everyone, even though I'm shy. It's like, I want to go talk to everyone. I want to tell everyone that this is possible, how to do this. You can become a homeowner. And I would just kind of spread the knowledge. So that's pretty much where that's, that allowed me to overcome my fear is by knowing that I have this knowledge and I need to share it so that people can realize that home ownership is something that is attainable. All right, Bielka, tell me, what was your biggest fear on taking on this journey? My biggest fear in taking on this journey was to not be able to do the job. But also that was my biggest strength as well because I just went head on. Um, 
and I was successful from the beginning. And I think it was because of my background in sales. I, um, I did whatever I, I had to do when I started. I knocked, I knocked on doors. I went and spoke to the neighbors. You want to sell your house? Hey, we just sold the house next door. And in that, within that block, and this was even before I became an agent, working as an assistant to the other agent. Um, like I said, I got her five listings just by knocking on doors. And then I'm like, well, if I can do this for her, I can do it for myself. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. I just went on there and went head, heads on and, and did it. So my biggest fear was also my biggest success. My biggest fear was finding the people, right? Um, to either help them find a house to purchase or sell a house, um, being a brand new person. Like, I'm like, well, who would listen to me? I'm brand new. But thank God for my sister, because she would always say, you're not new to this. You know this. You're just tapping into a, a different way of doing business. So people don't need to know that you're new. You just talk like you're the professional. And that's what I did. And we consistently connected with people. Um, and that was always on my mind, just finding new people because, you know, as realtors, we are self-employed. We don't get a paycheck unless there is a closing. Okay. So, you know, um, we always want to make sure that we're having a, a consistent pipeline. So I think that was my biggest fear. Just how would I find the people, um, as a new agent? And once I just, once I, I got that first one, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, you get that first win it's like oh okay i can do this now my, i feel my help coming on and the help has always been there and we just continue to run strong and hard and maria let's close this out i want to ask you what was your biggest fear in taking on this journey i can definitely relate to all of them um but i would just have to say my biggest fear was failure um not being able to make it i didn't realize how much of a perfectionist i was until i started studying um because like michelle said um pre-licensing does not teach you how to be a realtor so i spent the first six months just really digging into every class that keller williams provided um to make sure i knew what i was doing um I definitely let fear hold me back. Like I didn't jump out there immediately doing stuff because I didn't feel like I had the skills to do it. So, um, and like Latanya said, once I got that first listing um, and got the feedback from my clients, it, it really gave me the confidence boost that I needed to know that, okay, I do know what I'm doing and I do have what it takes to, to get this done. Wow. All right. Those that, that got real for a second. You gotta get real with yourself. You gotta reflect. <laughs> so I wanna talk about one of the main topics at hand because you know when it comes to work and like the history of women in work, it's like of course things have changed uh nowadays. I actually just had a conversation with an associate of mine and we were talking about movies and they were like well why in movies is it that now all of a sudden everything is women can do it women run it women do this i'm like getting tired of seeing this <clears throat> because it's being overdone and i kind of raised my eyebrow and i was like wait 
how do you feel that it's being overdone? They were like, because we know that women can do it too. So why do we have to always show it? Like we know women can do it too. And so I was like, well, hold up. For years, a lot of leading casts and everything has been about men. Men doing this. It's always showcasing the power of the man and the man. It shows the women behind the man, but it doesn't even highlight that either. It just is about the man and what they can do. And you don't even realize how many people had to work hard to even get recognized. The roles that Halle Berry had to take to be recognized. The things that Michelle Obama had to deal with. Even Hillary um, Clinton had to deal with. Like It's a lot that women have to go through to actually just even prove themselves worthy when, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say, I'm, I, I can say that I wouldn't be able to do half the stuff that the women, that you women do, that you guys deal with. I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. I'm not going to the store monthly. I'm not carrying no child. I'm not doing none of that. God knew what he was doing. Okay? Y'all can have it. But even in that conversation, it woke me up a little bit because I'm like, wow, people really still feel like, okay, well, we don't need to publicize it. It's all right. We know what women can do. It's fine. But then are okay with all the males always taking face. So I'm glad that there's a lot of changes that are actually positive going on in our world right now. So I want to bring to the table this question. What is it like being a woman in real estate? Like, are you at an advantage because you're showing houses and your nice dresses and all of this kind of stuff? And you're like, hey, get this house, baby. Or are you at a disadvantage? <laughs> <laughs> or are you at a disadvantage because it's like mm, what you looking at her for I'm trying to see this house uh-uh, I'm not going to her because she's a woman what can she really do oh you can show me the house but who's behind it like who you work for are you the assistant like do you still deal with those kind of things that's something that is a, a thing or is it just not a thing anymore so uh, let me go with uh, Latanya um, tell me it's what is funny your you, you say that um, because yeah you know some of those conversations do happen you know, I like to think all the ladies on this call were absolutely gorgeous. I've seen everybody's picture. So fight me on that. I don't care if you disagree. It, we're gorgeous. And naturally, I think people are drawn to work with women um, because of we're, we're no strangers to multitasking. Right. And there are a lot of different things that you need to take care of in the real estate business. So it's easier for us. But also because we are emotional beings, you know, buying a house, yes, it is transactional, but it's also emotional too. And so we're able to connect with both male and female on that emotional level when they're purchasing this home. So I think um, that gives us an advantage over a male. We're able to read, you know, body language. We're able to read tone. Uh, we're able to read looks, you know, um, just even unspoken things, we're just able to pick up on and address it and, and move the transaction and or conversation in um, a positive way. Uh, so, yeah, no, we're not out there. Hey, buy this house. But I mean, I'm just saying I do think sometimes it does help to see a, a nice looking face on there. You know, a nice smile. You are drawn in like, oh, well, let me find out what's going on with this particular house. I I, I was thinking about it as Latanya was talking because my first thought was I don't think it really has made a difference. Um, but there, I agree with her a hundred percent. I think people do like to work with women um, that care that we give, um, the attention to detail that we give. Um, I it's just been my experience that a lot of men 
um, miss a little, a lot of little details um, that that we catch on to. Um, there has been times where, when I'm working with a husband and a wife, I'm I'm very mindful to make sure that um, whenever the husband is communicating with me directly, like even in a text message, that when I respond, I'm responding to both of them, just to make sure that there's no there's no hint of any lines that will ever be crossed over here. And I know it's definitely been helpful um, and has allowed me to work with more couples um, because the wives see that respect line that, um, that I draw to make sure that there won't be any concerns over here. All right. I mean, I've seen some things on the movies. But anyway, we're going to keep it moving. We're going to go ahead with uh let's do michelle so tell us is it an advantage disadvantage what is it like being a woman in real estate Um, so i would agree with um with the responses from the other uh ladies as well that there are some challenges um but then there are certainly some um successes with it as well um i definitely agree that it, it is a plus and sometimes we do get the phone call because we are women Sometimes we do get the phone call, you know, from some men who tell you the reason why they called you. But there are some disadvantages as well, such as Maria said, sometimes with couples, we we do. And I don't feel like male um, realtors have to do this, but I do feel like we have to be cognizant of how the wife feels and or how the woman in the relationship feels. And I'm the same. I always make sure that it's a group text. Unless I have gotten some type of permission from a wife to only deal with her husband, only call him for decisions, only, you know, show him houses by myself. If I don't have that, everything is group. Everything is group text, group emails, nothing separate. Because, again, I, I want to make sure, too, that they feel comfortable as well because they're bringing this woman in their home around their husband to conduct business. So sometimes that is a challenge because I don't feel like men have to even think about that at all when dealing with Uh, couples but it's something that we have to think about all the time but on the flip side like I said I know that we do get business because we are women because there's attention to detail that we have sometimes that men don't Um, particularly when selling houses like I know that I bring a lot to the table as a woman for my investor clients who are rehabbing homes there's an attention to detail that I bring in terms of things that I can tell them that they need to have in the home in order to sell to a woman, um, women are purchased, single women are purchasing more homes than single men. And then married couples are purchasing um, the bulk of homes. So with that being said, it's like over 80% of homes are being sold and a woman's involved in the transaction. So I always tell them there are certain things in a house that we want to make sure that we are catering to everyone, but certainly putting that woman's touch on there when it comes to kitchens and bathrooms and closet space and different things like that. So we, I think that we have the advantage to bring that attention to detail that will help get homes sold quicker and also help the buyers find homes quicker as well. Vialka, let's uh, go ahead and close this out with you telling me your thoughts on this. Okay. Basically, I agree with what Maria and Michelle said in that when you are addressing a couple, you make sure that you include both of them. My sister and I, we, um, we, the first thing that we do when we do a consultation is 
we let them know that there's going to be a chain of text that's going to involve both the husband and the wife. So everyone will be in the know. So whenever we talk to one, we're talking to the other. And when you're having the face-to-face conversation, it's a little easier for my sister and I because we are two. It's not just one person in there and the wife feels challenged, but both of us are there and we just keep it all professional and make sure that both of them feel comfortable. I think that's fair. I I love your responses to this because it's something, you know, like I said, the media and the world will portray something to be one way, but there is... Um, there's more to this than what you see on TV. And that's why I wanted to really have this discussion about, you know, just women in real estate to just show that everything is not what it is on TV and everything's not what people perceive it to be always. Sometimes you have to talk to people who are actually involved with it to actually really receive the facts um, I'm all about facts nowadays. Don't come to me with your opinions, especially if I didn't ask. <laughs> Give me the facts. I want to know because you've been through it, okay? Don't come to me because you think you know or who you said. I want to know <laughs> the facts. And one of the facts I do know is you women are powerhouses, and that's why you're here today. So I want to take a moment, and I want to celebrate um what you feel has been your biggest accomplishment so far in this industry i mean i've already heard some accolades and some things that are just amazing on you know what you've been able to accomplish in such a short time but what is one of your biggest accomplishments so far in this industry michelle so that question i mean some people would answer that question and go off of you know hey numbers and how much you've done in sales and you know, I can say things like my team for a few years in a row was the number two team at Keller Williams. And when we, you know, we, we've gotten various awards for volume for a number of units, houses sold um, top 500 realtors out of 18,000 in Philadelphia. But that all of those accolades and awards and all of that, they that's not my biggest accomplishment. My biggest accomplishment has been learning to run my business after having my daughter and allowing her to see me do it. Um, so to me means the absolute mm-hmm. uh, most to me more than any award that I've ever gotten. Um, just knowing that I'm building an empire and that I've learned to adjust to being a new mom and allowing her to just see me and, you know, in this position. Wow. All right, Maria, what has your biggest accomplishment been? I absolutely love that response. Um, And initially, I was thinking um, that making making top 10% of my market center with over 500 agents was my biggest accomplishment. Um, But after hearing her say that um i would have to say my my oldest son is almost done with his pre-licensing now um because of him watching me and that makes me emotional so i'm like yeah that would have to be my biggest accomplishment right now is that i'm i'm inspiring you know my son and we're we're you know manifesting um what we're going to build together. And right now my husband is even um, 
training on being a director of operations for the business to turn this into, you know, something mm, bigger. That that. All right, Bielka, come on, Again, come on, uh, come on. Well, you know, my biggest accomplishment. <laughs> I've had the success of lots of volume and sales. I've made the six figure. I've done all of that. But one of my biggest accomplishments for me was teaming up with my sister because we laugh, we cry. We have so much fun when we're out there and we have accomplished a lot more just from working together. I mean, real estate can be lonely out there. It can be painful. Some days you just want to like take your weave off and just (laughs) put your head in between your legs. But you know, it's two of us. (laughs) It's two of us. So we can, we can carry that burden together. So that's for me, that's one of my biggest accomplishments was teaming up with my sister because she brings to our business, the diamond realtors business, what I don't have. She brings the youth and she brings the knowledge on technology and it just took my business to another level. And that is what I think is my biggest accomplishment. All right, Latanya, you go ahead and follow up on the sister now. Don't be patting your weaves and stuff right now. We we, 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 we talk to the people, okay? Well, you, you, you see, I have a very low face, so no patting for me. But um, you know what? It's funny. Um, we, we, you know, had some discussion um, just in our reflection about what we think is our biggest accomplishment. And we both have very different answers. So it's funny now that we're coming back to this again, because I too believe that that is one of my biggest accomplishments, partnering with my sister. You know, um, all of what she said about it being fun and rewarding and challenging, um, tiresome, all of that. Um, is, is so very true, but the biggest reward is that, you know, we get to sharpen each other's skills, you know, like they say, iron sharpens iron and two people, two pieces of iron don't get sharpened by be just standing next to each other. There has to be some friction there. So she pushes me to be my best and I push her to be her best. And because of that, you know, we have helped, you know, over, you know, 30 people purchased homes last year, you know, in the middle of a pandemic. Okay. So let's, let's, we'll, we'll come back to that, but, you know, and even helping to change the narrative, um, as it relates to home ownership for generations, you know, um, single moms, couples, um, you know, people who are retired and file bankruptcy, like, for us, it's really about working together to change the narrative about homeownership. So working with her and changing the narrative for homeownership has been our big, my biggest accomplishment in real estate. I love it. I mean, I'm a big believer in celebrating every step of the way. And I believe that waking up and checking off something off of your to-do list is an accomplishment in itself. So the fact that you can even say you're building these things, and I'm all about generational wealth, and I'm all about setting up, you know, our children for the future. I'm, I'm look, I'm all about it, and I wish I would have known this as a, a, a child because I would have went back and did a lot of things differently. But we are where we are now, so it's about making the change in your current state for your future state. And I love that 
sometimes it takes for you connecting with the right people at the right time. Other times it takes for a life-changing incident to happen. And oftentimes it takes for us just to wake up and listen to God and let him guide us because we're not meant to struggle. We're not meant to, to be in a depressed state all the time. We're not meant to suffer. We're not meant to have to worry about whether we can pay a bill or eat. It, it's not set up for us to really be that way, but it's the decisions that we choose to make that affect where God is trying to take us. So God is going to keep making sure that everything that we go through works out for our good, but there are moments that he lets us make the decisions that we want to do to the flesh and we get in our own way. And I love that you women do not allow yourselves to stay in your own way if you do decide to get in your own way. You level up and you figure it out no matter what comes your way and you are independent and do not rely on mm-hmm. anyone else. So I know that you mentioned COVID a little bit and COVID is a real issue. It is what it is. It's not anything that necessarily just is going to go away. There's many strands. There's this, there's that. I choose honestly to just believe that God is God and just take the precautions and keep it moving. But I know it does affect a lot of people. Um, It it affected me too. Um, Just to be transparent, it has. But when it comes to COVID, and in the industry that you're in now, I'm telling y'all, I watch HGTV <laughs> faithfully. And I've seen some of my favorite shows. Are you going to love it or list it? So I watch these shows and I see that even they had to go virtual at some point. So they're showing houses virtually and then they're sitting there and then you have to do all these extras before you can be together again and all this other stuff. There's a million tests you got to take before you can <laughs> hug somebody. I've seen it all. So how has COVID shifted the industry for you and how you maneuver? Um, For me, it was, um, I think in the beginning, just like everyone else, I had a panic moment of like the whole country shut down. And I know it's different for everyone, but Pennsylvania was one of the only states that completely shut down real estate. Like we could not show homes. We could not go to closes. We couldn't do anything. So we were one of the only states. Some other states allow realtors to still show homes, sell homes, do all of that. We could not. So it was definitely initially this moment of panic to say, oh my gosh, like, what are we going to do? But it was also a quick moment of, okay, we've been here before pivot. How are you going to conduct business now? Um, For me, I felt like a couple weeks into COVID, like I've been here before. This is deja vu for me. You just have to pivot because rewind to 2018, I was pregnant with my daughter and I had about two weeks notice that I was being put on bed rest. So just like that, out the blue, I'm on bed rest and I'm like, okay, well, I guess my maternity leave is starting early. I was only four months pregnant and I'm like, you know, no one's going to want to do business with me. I can't show houses. And I also, how am I going to sell a house if I have to stay home? Well, my clients, I deal with a lot of investor clients who rehab houses. They were pretty much like, oh, well, you're home. You can still talk on the phone. We can send a photographer out to take the pictures. You can still do everything from home, right? We can FaceTime you and show you a home, right? And then I had a agents who were like, well, we can show you show properties for you. You just sit home and do the paperwork, do the negotiating. So where I thought my business was going to stop, it did not. My business actually picked up when I was on bed rest. So even once I had my daughter, my business never stopped. 
So when COVID happened, it's like you've been here before where you couldn't show houses, where you couldn't go out to see houses in person. Pivot. You've already done this before. So for me, I had a short panic mode and then it was kind of like nope get it back together god saw you through this before he's going to see you through this again you just have to put your thinking cap on and figure out how to get through this so once we were eight i mean I, we my clients figured out ways around the whole not showing houses and we did virtual tours and all kinds of things for people but once the quarantine was over and we were able to go outside my business took off like a lot of realtors that did uh, my business took off again so, but even during uh, COVID I, I was very busy with still conducting business and still getting a lot of things in order so that I was able to hit the ground running once the lockdown was over See, God prepares you in advance for what was to come. I'm telling y'all, yep. he does not set us up to <laughs> fail. Stop believing that yep. God's against you because he is for you you might not like the process, but it will prepare you for mm-hmm. those rainy days. Latanya, tell us about it. COVID. Well, actually, both of you, Latanya and Vyaka, y'all both can speak on, you know, y'all sister, sister. So y'all figure it out. <laughs> I don't know if y'all gonna say it at the same time. It would be pretty awesome, but I doubt that's gonna happen. So, um, so tell us about so it. So similar to what Michelle said, you know, yes, um, we had like a real 0.5 second moment of panic. Um, because it's like, oh my gosh, we have this really big goal that we set for this year. Like, how in the ham sandwich is this going to happen? But after the 0.5 seconds was over, we came up with a game plan. And once we concluded with that game plan, it's like our phone just kept ringing. Literally, we were out there showing houses seven days a week. So we leveraged technology in ways that we never leveraged it before. Um, We did Zoom calls from our office. We did Zoom calls from the car. That's the blessing in having two of us. One could drive and one can conduct the Zoom and vice versa. Um, So our car became the mobile office, um, you know, and we really prepared our clients as we're out here showing houses. During that time, the people were out looking for houses. They were very serious. So they really appreciated the safety measures that we put in place um, in showing them the houses, like we're going to come with the gloves. We're going to come with the hand sanitizer. We're going to give you your six feet when you're going through the house and we'll have conversation about the house when we get outside. So we can continue to exercise social distancing. And that really led to us closing multiple deals, um, getting more referrals because people really appreciated the, um, the care that we put into, um, you know, when we showed the houses, making sure that, you know, if, if they had some health challenges or whatever, we were just kind of prepared for everything. I mean, we carried Lysol, we did it all. So it really took our business to another level. So, you know, we set a $5 million goal for 2020. And and when the pandemic first came, we were just barely crossing a million and we ended up closing close to um eight million dollars in volume um in that year so it was truly a blessing the pandemic was a blessing so as they say in the pandemic if the hustle is going to come out of you it would have come out in the pandemic so the hustle and the grind um and the resilience really came out um for us in the pandemic you have anything you want to add sis yes but like my sister said we we um embrace technology and we embrace 
what was happening. We had a client that was terrified of COVID. He didn't even want to come out, but they, they needed to move. So what we did, my sister like, hey, let's do a virtual tour. So we took him on a virtual tour, showed him, took many videos of every single room, explained it, and we wrote a contract site on scene. They loved the house, and we ended up writing a contract on that without them even seeing it. We started doing virtual um, home buyer consultations, and I believe that in that regard, COVID is a blessing because that is something that we will be able to take on post-COVID. Still, you're sick? Okay, no problem. You don't have to come into the office. We can talk online. You know, it's, it's, it's something that has opened up many doors that we didn't even see possible before COVID. So COVID has been, for us, a year of blessings. We started out in prayers at the beginning because, like she said, we were terrified. We're out there, God, please protect us. We're here doing your work. And he has. And um, we were able to over, overcome that hurdle that COVID brought. Yes, yes, yes. The um, COVID definitely made an impact um, on my business. Um, and I was definitely very fearful and initially. Um, I was working with all elderly clients at that time. Everyone um, had an elderly person in the home or they, um, like one of my clients is in her 70s. Her husband is also in his 70s and she was in the process of transitioning him into a nursing facility and selling the house to, you know, to downsize. Um, he has he has um, Alzheimer's and dementia really, really bad. So I was I was more concerned for my clients health and safety at that time. Um, so I just made the decision to shut it down. Um, we actually got our grandchildren and were doing homeschool with them because their parents couldn't stay home with them. Um, so I really didn't know what 2020 was going to end up looking like because it started out really great. And this was going to be my first full year in real estate as I had surgery and all kinds of other stuff was happening um, the previous year. And, you know, once once things started to to smooth out, I would say middle of June, July, got back out there and still ended up um, finishing the year over six million. But the other thing that really changed was me just having a really harsh reality that people don't treat you how you treat them and you can't assume that people are going to have the same consideration as you i had a client a buyer client that knew she was exposed knew she was waiting on her positive results because she knew she had symptoms and still asked me to show her a house um so i showed her the house on friday she calls me on sunday evening to let me know that her test came positive and i was livid um and it and it was just it was a situation where i was like okay i i need to ask more questions and not assume and so i asked those questions fortunately i did not get covid um, because I was taking those precautions, always making sure I'm, 
sanitizing, keeping my distance and wearing a mask. Um, but it was scary. Um, I have an 85 year old mother-in-law in my house. So um, we take it very seriously around here. Um, so it's definitely changed how, how, I, how I move. It's changed the trust factor, but it hasn't changed the service that I provide. And I definitely agree with the ladies that uh, it's been a blessing to this industry to digitize everything when i had my surgery unlike michelle my 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 business did shut down for several months because i wasn't i wasn't prepared to shift to a digital format and didn't think people would be receptive to the the virtual aspect of real estate and now i know moving forward there's absolutely nothing that can stop us or shut us down no matter what happens i think when I think of COVID, one of the things that is a harsh reality about COVID is COVID um, did not expose necessarily anything new when it comes to, unfortunately, the loss, death, um, the loss of jobs. These are things that have always been in existence. It's just everything happened at once. And I believe that God was using it to wake everybody up and show people like listen you're not living in your potential there's ways i did not put certain people in position here on earth to create things for you not to use them or to believe that you have to do things that the world wants you to do them in there's another way of doing this i need you to focus on what it is that i'm telling you to do and look at the opportunities that you do have not necessarily how things have been because i'm a god who will increase and upgrade which means there's always change and if you're not able to change then you're not able to grow if you're not able to grow you're not able to fulfill your purpose or destiny so for those who are listening understand this these women are showing you that they have fear they are human they have the flesh they know that they have certain emotions that are just going on and they know they have obstacles that they need to overcome but one of the things that they hold on to is god's promises to them and they operate in faith they take the leap because they know that wherever there's a gap God, God has his hand sitting there, lifting them up and carrying them over. You might be down for a little bit, but you're not down forever. You were meant to be a boss in your own right. Whatever it is that you do, even if you go on that nine to five, make sure you do the best job that you can do and make sure that you're forever growing. If you're there and you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, and there's no room for growth, you're not learning anything new, you're not growing, you're not expanding, that is not where you're supposed to be. Step into an adventure, step into a journey that is about you and what God is calling you to do. It may be uncomfortable. You may fail the test a few times, but understand this god has his hand on you and your purpose is yours no one can take it away from you i like to say that your purpose is not up for discussion however who you decide to sit there and entertain and discuss it with is on you it will delay your progress amen and amen so when it comes to COVID. That's all I'm going to give COVID because COVID doesn't give a lot. But I want to say I'm grateful for COVID because it's even allowed me. I'm not in real estate, but it's allowed me to even be here with you. This podcast has been something that I thought about. This podcast has been something that people have suggested to me. Oh, you should do this. And I'm like, yeah, that's nice. And because I was working a nine to five, I never had time to do. I'm, I'm going to take that back. I didn't make the time to do the things that God was asking me to do. And because I didn't, I wasn't seeing 
the things that God was trying to show me. I was operating in someone else's dream, living in someone else's destiny, and not answering the calling to my own. What calls are you answering on your journey? Ladies, I'm telling you that. All right. Okay. So what we're going to do is I appreciate you all, but we're going to put a pause here and then we'll come back next week and continue on talking about some advice, some tips you have. And I also want to talk about some embarrassing moments because I know you have to have some great stories and I'm pretty sure I'm going to shock you with some stories that I have myself. So I appreciate you being here and let's just pause here. Let our listeners process what has happened and taken place today and that message that just came out of nowhere, but was assigned to this episode. And then next week, we'll come back and we'll wrap our discussion up on women and real estate. But before I leave out, I want to give a shout out to another woman that's on fire, Alicia Keys. Go ahead. Take us on out for today. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Get Your Positivity with Harold Keith. Listen, stay encouraged through the week. Check out my website, www.itsharoldkeith.com. Also, follow me on Instagram at It's Harold Keith. And if you have Facebook, you can follow me there too. Guess what it is? Yup, at It's Harold Keith. And while you're showing so much love, make sure you subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Looking forward to keeping you encouraged. And I will definitely be seeing you next week. Remember, real life, real issues, real experiences, real possibilities with real people. And not to mention a real you. Until next week, remember, get your positivity. All right, that's a wrap, folks.